1: You're listening to Discovering the Truth with Dan Devall. This program is designed to center you on the kingdom of God, to equip you with faith in Jesus Christ, and to unveil the truth behind the lies. This program is a production of Bride Ministries, and you can find us at www.bridemovement.com, www.thefireplacechurch.org. Now, folks, Fireplace Church meets every Friday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. It is, as far as we know, the first of its kind to offer an internet-based ministry service followed by live internet-based moderated discussion groups as a platform to build real community in a way that does not require a real building or physical meeting space. It's... um. It's what we have put together in response to all the communication that we received in the context of, Daniel, do you know any local churches that talk about the things you talk about? Or, Daniel, uh, where can I find Christian community because I don't have it? You know, a lot of you wrote us, told us this is your situation. And, of course, we didn't have an answer. It's like, um, yeah, what are we going to tell you about Oregon? Or what are we going to tell you about Idaho? Or what are we going to tell you about, you know? south dakota wherever you happen to be listening to us from it's just like my network is not that big in the natural so we built this platform and it is available to you now right at this time i am not here in the united states because i am in australia this program was recorded ahead of time and it was recorded because i didn't want those emails said daniel why is there no discovering the truth with Dan Duvall? And I I would say, well, because I didn't make a program because I'm on assignments in another nation. <laughs> so uh, this, this is actually, um, a, a, a response to those of you that really, really just enjoy the program and don't like the fact that sometimes there have been weeks in the past where I just did not post. And, uh, Today you're going to be hearing from Robert Van Driest Mitchell. Now I want to make a, a just announcement here. While I'm in Australia, uh, when I come back, we're going to be going into another round of recording for the Fireplace Church. And, and this is the way it works, folks. Uh, we don't record every week for the Fireplace Church. We record in blocks. In other words, we'll record ten to fifteen sermons at once, and then they will be produced week by week as we go forward. Why? Because Walter, the, 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 the gentleman that does all of our production for the Fireplace Church, does not live in Texas where I have our studio in my living room slash dining room slash open f- floor plan. <laughs> um, he lives in another state. And so we have to fly him in to record. And not only that, but we're going to be bringing in some guest speakers as well. And we're going to be doing another round of recording for our worship component, because we don't want to go a year um, playing the same worship sets. We have a, a number of songs in our rotation that we recorded at the outset of establishing the Fireplace Church. What that means, well, when I get back from Australia, we're going to be spending thousands of dollars uh, it's going to be a lot of money to do everything that we're going to do and so I say that to say this folks um, we stay debt-free at Bride Ministries um, what that means is <laughs> if, if we don't have it we're not going to spend it so uh, we are believing God for thousands and thousands of dollars to be present for us to do everything we plan to do to f- uh, film and produce new worship songs, to uh, get everyone over here and plane tickets and hotel and whatever else and uh, get everything filmed and set up and, and and keep up with all of the commitments that we have made to survivors like Robert Van Dryce Mitchell who are getting help in response to uh, the, 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 the vision at Bride Ministries and what we are putting together. Uh, we don't want to have to tell any of the survivors we are underwriting, hey, we're just going to stop. Uh, underwriting the cost of your help because, well, we, we we can't afford it. No, we believe that God can afford it. And and so, folks, if you want to uh, respond financially to us and what we are doing, www.thefireplacechurch.org, www.bridemovement.com, or you can just write us at PO Box uh, three six two Nash, Texas seven five five six nine. And, you know, we are pressing forward. You know what? I believe one thing, folks. If there's one thing I believe, I believe that God named himself provider for a reason. And everything that I do, I believe it's underwritten by the kingdom. I said that at the outset of the fireplace church. And you know what? We raised over 30 grand the entire cost of establishing that church. Plus, uh, everything that it costs to keep up with the survivors we had committed to helping. And everything else we're doing through Bride Ministries, like this podcast. And, um, you know, I don't see anything changing. God didn't change. His Word didn't change. Folks, we're excited about everything that's coming up. So, listen. Everything continues at Bride Ministries. We, we, we are uh, moving towards, uh, you know, helping more survivors. We are finding new and more creative ways to help survivors. We recently launched support groups for the survivors that are associated with Bride Ministries. We're really excited about that component of the ministry going forward from Bride Ministries. In addition, we now have plans to establish a prayer response team. Because I'm, I'm really my heart's getting broken, folks. Because I'm like, you know, my normal busyness and 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 just out, output, 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 output. So much going on and everything, you know. We're we're building plus the the personal ministry I uh I, I put out to survivors. I work with an individual basis, and then we have a lot of incoming insofar as prayer requests. It's like, this is my situation, I need prayer. This is my situation, I need help. This is Can Dan Duvall pray for this or can Dan Duvall pray for that? You know, so, so on and so forth. And I'd love to, but it's like as one person, mm, it just, there, there's so much that I don't have the opportunity to respond to that I would like to if only I could clone myself. But I don't have one of those new world order tech things. I I don't have a laboratory that does that for me. I I, I can't clone myself. And I kind of like it that way. You know, I don't think I want to clone. But what I do want is to be able to respond effectively to the need that's being presented to us as a ministry. And so we're looking at creating a prayer response team. And I'm going to be brainstorming that while I'm in Australia. When coming back in addition to expanding the fireplace church to two-night services and looking at training up more moderators for that. Uh, we're going to be looking at how can we establish a functional prayer response team so that for all of you that hear our podcast know that you got things going on, want some help, want some prayer. You don't need uh, to get on board with like some kind of coach over an extended period of time to work through deep issues. You you just need some immediate prayer for a situation right now. We want to build the solutions to that. I know there are prayer warriors that listen to this program. I know there are kingdom minded you know. Champions for Jesus, uh, men and women, and um, the 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 challenge is to simply create a functional system by which we are able to uh, give people who have a gift in this area uh, that are associating themselves with our ministry, linking arms with us, the platform to um, offer that to those of you that need it. And so I'll be working on that. Another exciting component of what is happening at Bride. Ministries. Now, folks, I'm not going to uh, carry this out any longer. We're going to be getting to Robert's story. Now, don't go anywhere. You're listening to Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall. Folks, today we are on an adventure. I'm telling you what, this is going to be another one of those programs where you want the pillow, you want it underneath your jaw, you may need a glass of water, um, because it's going to be an adventure into things that are just out there. It's plain and simple. We have, as a guest again, on Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall, uh, Robert Van Dreist Mitchell. And he's been on the program with me a number of times. He has uh, shared his own story uh, between just me and him on several occasions, which will be continuing today. He's also done two programs with another survivor named Elena, focusing on Project Montauk, and Thoth, Ma'at, Implants, um, other things that were related on those subjects. And folks, it's just, you know, that territory where things are just incredible. And I'm learning more all the time, working with survivors like Robert and others. And and as we learn, we are able to present the things that we un cover by the way those of you that support bride ministries financially you are supporting the healing journeys of people like Robert and uh, man is he a champion just a prevailing overcomer who won't quit until he fulfills his assignment from Jesus Christ and so you know uh, Robert thank you for your bravery and thank you for joining me again on discovering the truth with Dan Duvall
2: Uh,
3: Welcome dear friend Daniel, and it's awesome and great to be back on your show, and thanks for your kind words. To be honest, yeah, I don't know what the word quitting means anyway, it doesn't come in my vocabulary, so from that point I will never quit. And uh, we will continue to bring the words of Jesus Christ forth and to uh, unveil the darkness that is encapsulating our earth and the universes out there with satan's uh, work and we will continue to expose and bring it to light
2: Mm. and
3: Mm. this week has been quite a week as i have noticed as lauren has uh, said to me apparently also with what has been coming out of my head apparently as i saw some of the photos apparently one of the implants that came out seemed very familiar similar as uh, elena's uh as i saw on the photo that apparently came out two days ago
1: well yeah and i saw that too because you sent it to me and folks let me just give you that are listening a little brief snapshot of uh my guest today robert van Dries mitchell is an illuminati defector the very fact that i'm interviewing him on my program is a miracle in and of itself Uh, It was a long journey to get to the point where I could interview him. And in his first interview, he actually executed the interview as Lauren. And Lauren is one of his alters. Now, um, as with everyone else in the Illuminati, Robert is uh, um, DID. He has dissociative identity disorder due to all the traumas that he has been through. And so he has different personalities, which if you don't understand, I encourage you to go back, go to bridemovement.com and go to our mind control page where you can learn all about what the dissociative identity disorder is, how it works, how it is created through things like satanic ritual abuse, government-sponsored mind control agendas, of course, at the furthest end of all of these kinds of things is what would be Illuminati level programming. It's just the worst of the worst and uh, exactly what my guest has has been through. And so when he references Lauren, he's actually talking about one of his parts. And we'll actually be talking about several other of his parts in this interview today as we go forth and we've already discussed this in advance. Um, and, and, you know... Yes, there is a reality, folks, of implants. In other words, not only are people battling against demons and uh, belief systems that have been seeded into them by programmers um, and really horrible life experiences, brokenness, in their soul and in their spirit. They're also fighting against nuts and bolts technology that takes the form of liquid crystals, nanotech, dental implants, torture implants, so on and so forth. And we see the power of Jesus Christ at work to get the the physical technology out of the bodies of those that I'm working with. Robert is one of those that has received (laughs) deliverance from physical technologies. Um, And that's what he was just referencing, that something came out of the back of his head. It's an implant. Um, As a matter of fact, you've had other uh, types of things coming out of your body over the past several months. Why don't you talk a little bit about that?
3: Uh, Yes, Daniel, and thanks again, for the intro of this. Uh, Yeah, since we did the Montauk interview uh, since last year, uh, I think especially the second one, from October onwards uh, as Lauren said uh, we had our nanotech implants that were no bigger than a grain of Zend and so far as Lauren thinks we had at least between 400 and 600 of them coming out uh, and that was only since last year no, no October, November and then now with uh, this one that came out this week uh, as also Elena told uh, Lauren um, that at the place where it came out it was the same place as it happens with hers as well and she had similar programming done as what was done on me as as you know for our counselling so what, what all came out of Elena so far that is unfortunate what we also can expect in our case God help us I i hope every time when we get our things out especially if it happens at the night we don't scream the neighbors awake <laughs> i can imagine that at times it could be depending on how painful it will be but as elena told uh, lauren at times can be very painful and no doubt also sometimes depending on how big they are the heads probably on top could look like a moon crater uh, I hope it will heal if that happens quickly, because i do not looking forward to look like a moon crater if I have to walk uh, on the streets. But, yeah, we had those we have those implants inside of us, and at one point during the counseling and the healing, they need to come out. So i rather have them out than in. And if that means, yeah, at times we walk, uh, walk about as so if we went to war then so be it. But yes, people, uh, when you are having done satanic ritual abuse in the severity as I and others did, then you also have to deal with things like implants. And people, if it comes to implants, I have noticed a lot of people think about implants. Oh, that must be those alien implants that look like something as like a chip. Uh, But not all implants uh, that will look like a chip or or something that sometimes alien abductees find within their nose, what looks like a small tube uh, for maybe 3-4 millimeters in diameter. Implants come in various forms and sizes, and they become uh, more and more sophisticated and also much smaller, we talk about when we talk about nano implants, as I said before, they are as big or small as a grain of sand. so that already says how small they are. And when you probably put them under in enlargement under something, then you will probably also see how sophisticated they are because it could hold a whole the uh, whole city on an on a nano level. Uh, with conductors and any other type of things that you normally find on a microchip. Not to mention what you can store on on one of those uh, if they are used for storage, of course, because they have different functions. Some are used for interdimensional uh, usage in in a way when we talk about, let's say, on a demonic level, and there has been implanted in order to keep control over their victims from, let's say, the lower part of the four dimension then with this type of nanotech uh, technology, they can do that. But implants come in various forms and in various sizes. As Elena uh, had experienced, she had implants, the crystal uh, implants, who were completely dried up and, and broke hard and they came out of her head like two and a half inch or two inch. Got to help us when it will happen with us. But no doubt, I feel we're going to have to deal with the same thing in the future. No. And Daniel, on this, when it will happen, I also will tell Lauren to keep you up to date with all of this. And I will ask Lauren also, because people see us normally in daily control, she's daily out in the body. So I also will ask her then to make photographs with a BlackBerry phone and things like that, so that we also make and place them on, let's say, the survivor group, and and things like that, so that people or for future uh, block that we can show them to people, now, and also we provide them you as well.
1: That's and, and thank you for that, and, and you know. Um...
3: Uh, the more people know about it... That's right. Because people seem to think with implants, or oh, it's only like a microchip or something like that, or like a small tube, round tube, uh, about three, four millimeters, as it was, let's say, within the 70s, 80s, and 90s, within the UFO alien abduction community. Uh, Chicks has changed over the, over the times, and also its its forms, sizes, and its workings.
1: What happened... ...to the thing that came out of the back of your head two days ago?
3: Uh, to the, uh No, uh, after Lauren, uh, after she pulled it out, because she woke up with a stinging pain, mm-hmm. so she go with her finger on the top, on the back of her head to feel what it is, and she felt something was sticking out, so she pulled pulled on it, and she pulled out the whole thing. Of course, she was yelling like hell. <laughs> I am not sure if she woke up the neighbors, but yeah, if that happens, there's not much we can do about it. And then she put it put it down, and she took the BlackBerry and she took a photograph. Or if, yeah, uh, but after the fo- she took the photograph, within she saw within two minutes, give or take, she saw the whole uh, implant uh, falling apart, it disintegrated before her eyes, as if as If it is like a self-destruct mechanism, Mm. but it's very very smart because this way There is no proof what is left behind and when people talk about oh, I had a a micro I had an implant in my head and with no photo uh, To show it. Yeah, then people can be dismissed as being a wacko
1: There it is There it is amazing Wow. And in
3: this case, we, she took on time the photo, thank God she had just repaired uh, the Blackberry in time, thank God for that, so that she could straight away take the photo, and yesterday also she took a photo of the place on the back of the head where it came out, and when you see if people are on, on our Facebook page who are listening, uh, we have she has put it on a number of groups on Facebook. If you see the photo, you can see clearly the place of the back of the head where it came out. And Elena also said it looked in a similar way as the first one that came out of hers, as she right. confirmed to uh, Lauren.
1: No, and I've seen a lot of. And, and folks, if you're wondering, Elena again is another survivor that I work with who's been on several of our interviews, including uh, two recent ones Types and Degrees of Hybrids with Carolyn Hamlet, Parts 1 and 2. And she's been losing implants for a while and uh, it was it was pretty shocking to, for me as an outsider to uh, see the similarity between the appearance of the photo I received from Robert who, um, meaning Lauren, his part that was out and the photos that I had received from Elena you know th- there's so much to talk about Robert and I wanted to get you talking a little bit about this this thing. There's a subject in the Bible about the the, the people of God being Israel the Jews Um, throughout the Old Testament they were God's chosen people now as time moves forward and we move into the uh, present day there are different groups calling themselves Jews Uh, specifically there are, there's a group known as the Ashkenazi, if, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correct, uh, and then there are the Khazarians, and yeah. both uh, use Jew as part of their name. I want you to talk about those groups, though, and talk about them from your knowledge of how they relate to the Illuminati families.
3: <clears throat> All right. Yeah, that's on itself already a very fast subject. You probably could fill up a whole program on that alone, especially...
2: <laughs> Maybe we how will! It played,
3: <laughs> ...how it plays out in in our current world, and how it also came to be. Because the roots of the Ashkenazi and the Kosarian is one and the same route. They are, they are the Jews that left Sumeria between 500 and 700 AD. They were the Jews that were taken to Sumeria from Palestine or what we call now Israel uh, and were in captivity. What I said, at one point when when they moved out of uh, Sumeria between 500 and 700 AD, they moved northwards and they ended up in the Caucasus Mountains region in southern Russia, in an area what was called Gosaria land, and that is where and the Kasaria people they took over the identity of in this case the, the Sumerian Jews uh, that landed there after a while uh, they intermingled and uh, the Sumerian Jews married into the Kasarian people and Kasarian people in in the uh, visit, uh, visiting uh, Jews from from Samaria. Now, in in this case, the Khazarians they took over the identity of of the Jews, and they they became the chameleons uh, that we know now as the the One of their their um, aristocracy within this uh, group that became later known, especially within the 17th, 18th, 19th, and 20th century as the Romanovs, a very powerful aristocratic family from Russia. They are the Kassarian, part of the Kassarian Jews. But the ones that became the Afghanazis, maybe a few centuries after they arrived, they moved further to the West, Western Europe, and they started to mingle and settle down within what we call like Germany, Austria, and countries like that. And they started to intermingle with the the local uh, tribes and families. And they became the later known Askenazi Jews. They at one point intermingled themselves with a very powerful warlock uh, occultic family called the Bowers. And out of these bowers rose the dynasty, among among others, as what we know as the Rothschild family, the five different strands of the Rothschild families. Also out of this same bower family in in southern uh, Germany came uh, forth another few families, uh, the house of Hanover, what became later known as the house of Winter that now rules the throne in in the United Kingdom. (coughs) And as another family that came out of of this fort, what we now know back home in the US as the Bush family from George Bush Senior and George Bush Junior, etc. And all those families are interconnected to each other. In my case, from my father's family side, they also had a genetic line to this same Bowers family, what also made me as Robert, also related indirectly with those other other three families as well, what also had a very big impact on my life because I dealt throughout my whole life with so well the Rothschilds, the Windsor family, and also uh, back home with the Bush family, although back home my main uh, handler was then Dick Cheney. But more about that la- later on in, in, su- in one of the Star subjects that we will talk about. But uh, to come back on our modern time and how things are being played out in our current world is, at one point in the early part of the 20th century, the Rothschild gave the order to execute all the members of the Romanovs in order to take over the power for the world themselves. Unfortunately, they failed because some of the members had survived their onslaught. And myself, I witnessed uh, this news when it came. In the 70s, in 77, uh, to the eye of um, Sir Evelyn De Rothschild, after my 13, after my uh, ritual under the Vatican that everyone that is 13 have to undergo, I was brought in the month of May uh, to uh, the mansion in England of the, of Evelyn De Rothschild, where I was a lot of time. For programming, you know, and other and other things, and at one morning, I remember it must have been around, probably May the sixteenth or something. I saw one of his aides came in in a hurry, one of the aides of Sir Evelyn Robert the Rothschild, and he gave him the bad news that their spies in the Soviet Union had over had heard and found out that some members of uh, the Romanov had survived their onslaught and what means so then was their riches and things like that stored not only in Russia at the time but also outside of Russia and in secret they had built up their empire and they took over parts of Russia and, and other parts slowly and we are now dealing with the situation that currently what we see around in the world between east and between the west what is completely now dominated and controlled by the Russians, we now also see that the Romanovs has now fully control over countries like the Russian Federation, China, North Korea, and uh, Iran. (coughs) And uh, not only on a military basis, but also on an economic basis. And they have also, um, to a major extent, control over all the BRICS countries as well but not only this the Romanovs currently are also in in alignment with Muslim factions that they're using against the West in order to destroy not only the West but also the children of Jesus Christ of God and our Savior Jesus Christ, the Christians and that is what we now see playing out with ISIS and things like that and someone said to us yeah, it's, it's the Jews that is behind, behind ISIS and things like that. They are right to a certain extent. Because when Russia fell apart in the 90s, uh, the Khazarians let a lot of Jews going to their home country, as what they call Israel. But what, what, what wasn't told to, to the world and the media is, is that a lot of those Khazarian Jews went to Israel in order to infiltrate the Romanov territory, because the Israel that we know now from 1948, as people should know, is not God's Israel, but is a Zionist Israel, and that is how it was created in the first place. Uh, Probably, Daniel, can you tell more about the difference between God's Israel and the current one? I know a lot of Christians seem to go up in arms when you when you tell this, because they have been led to believe that the current Israel is the Israel that God has designed. And no, the current Israel that we see created from 1947 or 48, no, 48, that is the Illuminati counterfeit Israel by Satan. And th- this Israel is now completely slashed up in two pieces. One part is controlled, and there's still a power struggle going on between the Zionist Rothschild Jews in Israel and, in this case, the new group that came up of the Khazarian Jews. I hope so far this makes sense to you, uh, Daniel, (laughs) what I've been telling.
1: Well, you know, sometimes, folks, I get to let my guests... Um, break the bad news, so I, I don't have to do everything. You know that that puts me under the bus here. What Robert is telling you about the Israel that was created in 1948 is the same thing that many of the survivors. I mean that that have any kind of connection to this thing are telling me, it's it's just this singular revelation, this concept, the creation of this 1948 Israel was completely inspired by Illuminati factions. I, I mean, for crying out loud, the Rothschild secured the land before 1948. There's so much history on this thing and if you the more history you read the more it just keeps going back to to these families well um robert is not unique unto himself in what he is telling you and i'll tell you what there there's a lot of problems that i've run into when i've looked into the concept of the 1948 israel and what the bible says about Israel And I'm not a replacement theologian at this point where I believe that God does not have plans involving a genetic Israel uh, in, in the last days. I just, at this point, personally, folks, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to say it. I do not believe that the 1948 Israel is God's Israel. Um, it's a secular nation. And yeah, there are components of what have happened there. That seem to fulfill certain aspects of bible prophecy, but those as i've looked into them um what what it, those prophecies that they often point to are taken out of context, and what I've seen is that they're pulling from passages regarding um, the 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 millennial reign after Jesus has already come back speaking of what he's going to do with Israel and saying this is how we know this 1948 Israel is the, the plan of God. It's just that the, the passages are out of context. Nothing seems to make sense. And when people like Robert have come to me and begun to explain what's really going on, uh, it is, the case is so strong. And I think that uh, it gets even stronger as we have realized, and this is a, a fact, that programming has gone on underneath the Temple Mount in Jerusalem. And I have several survivors, one of which has actually come on my program to talk about it, Dr. Rob Ruckert, who they, they receive programming under the Temple Mount to get them to have parts that agree with end time agendas that are being authored by satanic powers. And they're tying these agendas to guess what? the modern day state of Israel. It's a really bad case. It's There's nothing that says God's hand is really in this. And as a matter of fact, I'll just be honest, when I've sought God about this very subject in light of all the things that I have learned, um, I have not gotten from God that this is in fact his creation. I, I have not gotten that in prayer, folks. And I I'll tell you what, all I can say is Look into it because this is a shell shocker for many people. Many people have been told, pray for Israel, pray for this nation. Does it mean that God doesn't love people in the nation of Israel that live there physically and are human? No, he loves them. He loves them and he wants them to be saved and redeemed and healed just like he wants you saved, redeemed and healed. But the agenda behind that plot of land, well, I think there's been a bit of a hoodwinking. And I think people like Robert would have to absolutely agree. And we're all looking at the same thing. So those are my thoughts for now, Robert. You, you can continue or we can move on to another subject.
3: All right. Now, yeah, concerning what you said about programming, I had also done yeah programming under, uh, now, yeah, not only, as you mentioned already, the Temple Mount, but also under Mount Herman. And if I'm correct, that is the place where the fallen angels came Right. Uh, on their small mission of 200 angels if I'm correct but it's by the way now closed off by the United Nations uh, for whatever reason they of course can, uh, say, can uh, give, say but whatever the reason they can give the United Nations it's themselves a very corrupt vehicle of the, of the Illuminati as I have uh, seen myself with rituals I have witnessed under the UN building in in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. But to come back, uh, yeah, the current Israel and uh, God, I kn- I know that God, yeah, his heart is hurting in the way also how Jews are being nah, yeah, smashed little bit, literally in in between now nah, yeah, the two factions who call themselves right God's uh, Jewish people, while well, they are not because they are part of the Jews. Who are known, who are known in the Bible, if I'm correct, as the synagogue of Satan. And again, those are the Jewish people that were that came originally originally as prisons in Sumeria, and now, yeah, later on they took on the identity of the Sumerians, and they moved up up northwards, and that is how they came into Europe. And we talk about in this case two factions. Uh, of the same uh, group but mm. with two different names. Uh, in a way, it is like two brothers who are fighting for, let's say, the same girlfriend. Wow. And that is, in the end, what it is. And w- when I witnessed, in, that was in May 16th, if I'm correct, in 1977, when I was at the mansion and, and this aide of Sir Evelyn de Rothschild came in. Uh, and whatever he told him, I had never heard a ruckus like that ever in my life. It was like as if the room was hit by a hurricane, because I heard f- suddenly uh, furniture being smashed against the wall and everything else. And I know from what I witnessed, uh, the place was always very, ni- very nice and neat and everything else, and everything was always in order. But after the after that. Uh, meeting whatever the age has said, and later I heard uh, through others what was said. Yeah, then Sir Evelyn got so angry. I never saw him that angry in my whole life. So far, I uh, have known him, unfortunate, unfortunate, ninety-nine percent of my life. Mm,
2: mm, mm.
3: And so, but but I said, yeah if also, if they had succeeded in 1917 uh, by killing off the Rothschilds, you and I wouldn't have been speaking here according to their plan in freedom because originally they had planned the New World Order or what they called the the New World Order or by its various names. They would have installed this originally as the Age of Horrors in 2000.
1: And I believe weren't you even at a ritual that attempted to bring in the age of Horus
3: yes that was and uh, that was a ritual uh, in 1999 uh, that was under the uh, the pyramid of uh, Giza uh, the people uh, there were a small group of 30 40 people over there during this ceremony or this ritual where the child sacrificed for a couple of children and the Queen was there, the British uh, Queen Elizabeth was there, The her mother, the Queen Mom was there, uh, The high, one of the High Commissioners of the United Nations was there, and um, a few other world leaders were there as well, I tried to think, one of the world leaders was the one from uh, the French President, current President of 99, I have to think about his name who was present, and a, and a few others, from a few other countries. Also, members uh, of the royal Dutch family were, were there as well. I think it was Queen, Queen Beatrice, who was there with her, uh, no, not with her husband, because he was not well at that time, but he, uh, she was there, if I'm correct, with, with her son. I think it was his oldest, her oldest one, who is now king of uh, Holland, or of the Netherlands. And there were a few other leaders as well. Uh, also, George Bush Sr. was there as well, and Dick Cheney, and Paul, uh, what is he? Uh, i try to think. What is the guy that we had uh, in the George Bush uh, Jr. government, uh, the black guy? Uh, Powell or... I try to think of his name. Powell? Yes. He was there as well. Mm. And that was in August of 99. And that was to calling, in, to calling in for the age of Horus. And it had to do also with certain sunspot activity and things like that as well. Wow. And it was a whole Egyptian ceremony as they had in a- ancient Egypt and things like that. But also had triggered me certain programming in me as well, because I was used a lot of my programming was also used with names of various gods of the ancient world, like Egypt, uh, Sumerian, and other and other uh, nations around the world that had gods. Which uh, uh, one of them was uh, Osiris? Uh, no, Osiris was not one of them, but. Uh, Gap was one of them, what mm-hmm. I remember of name. Uh, let's see, something with death nap. I have to look up uh, the accept, uh, accept name on the list of uh, Egyptian gods, because they had programmed n- a number of them in, in, in me. But one of them was activated during this ritual. I do remember when they started the ritual, I started to, to switch, and after after the, the ritual, I was quite ill for days, when it happened in 19, it was, what I said, in August 1999, and it certainly had affected me in, in a big way, but that, that ritual was dedicated in order to bring in the AIDS of Horus. Uh, if they had still the timeline for 2000 in mind, I'm not sure, because they of course knew because of the resistance with the Romanovs, but they still have set in mind the Age of Horrors up till today, unless they have changed the name again, because the, I also remember uh, in the Montauk Project, we also were told uh, about this, but they used in different names.
1: Well, and the interesting thing is that I know Carolyn Hamlet has told me when she was younger, she was told they wanted to install this thing by the year 2000. It was the same information that was going forth, but it, it, well, something happened. And folks, uh, this is the interesting thing. Robert is not kidding about them tying him to a lot of these ancient deities. In fact, I did a program um, associated with something I have called the Principality Prayer, uh, how to get set free from cosmic powers and fallen heavenly powers. And I have a list attached to that. I kid you not, we have had to deal with every name on that list with Robert. The the list is his list. And, And I'll tell you what, I have to expand the list because since I made the list, we had to deal with a whole slew more and it is amazing that you can have one it, it, as a matter of fact sometimes we joke about it at this point you know how can you be married that many times
3: <laughs> yes yes i i joked about it or lauren and uh, i didn't remember that i had that many uh weddings to be honest <laughs> i would have otherwise i had a whole room or mansion full of wedding gifts i don't remember that but I don't mean of course we're, uh, get wet in the normal sense but yeah we did joke about it to to keep it light hearted but unfortunately it's not light hearted because this is what a lot of high level uh, survivors as myself have to go through by being wet or whatever you want to call it uh, in, in ceremony to some kind of demon and people yeah when we talk about demons uh, when you take ancient mythology and ancient history with the names of the gods. That is what we talk about demons, about the powers and and principalities. And if you want to know more about this as listeners, I would then advise, go back to Daniel's uh, list of shows he has done, and look up some of the shows he has done as Daniel already mentioned. And And for other survivors, if you get a feeling, something similar happened to you and you have not found any help yet, I would advise you then to come in contact and write an email to Bride Ministries because they are all, so far I know, one of the very few, if not the only one at the moment that are helping survivors as myself and others uh, to, get, to get healed and to get uh, everything undone what is done to you. I don't kind of say and lie, it's going to be easy, because it isn't. Especially in my case, I had actively, uh, I was for actively under 47 years of my life under programming. At least 47 or 49, no, 49 years. I'm only uh, getting free for the last three years. When I came to Christ in August, uh two thousand thirteen through a lovely woman called jane jean i will not mention her last name for privacy reasons but she was the one that brought us to jesus christ and i i thank her for this because that was the first step on my road to freedom and i remember then taylor took over and daniel was in contact a lot of time with taylor and Daniel has been uh, trying to get us on his shows since, if I'm correct, from November 2013. And a number of things happened. But in the end, it uh, didn't came from it because God thought uh, for several reasons, uh, Robert is not ready, or, and also the audience, and Robert need more healing. So in the end, uh, Daniel started our counseling in April... 2014, and uh, later on, the, then the first interview started. But as survivors, if you have not any help yet, I would advise the only way what help what would truly helps, especially when you deal with demonic programming, as what was done to me and others, then only through the healing of Jesus Christ. That is the only way how to go, because you cannot combat spiritual programming what SRA is satanic ritual abuse you cannot combat that by standard psychiatric treatment or through a whole battery of psychologists or or even therapists no matter how well intended their actions are they cannot do the things that you only can do with the help of Jesus Christ his blood and and the work of his angels on his behalf Mm. As we have seen in our case, and no doubt in other cases that Daniel worked with as well. So for survivors out there, I would say if you have not any help as yet, and you are want to get help and you want to get healed, get in contact with Bride Ministries. And, and they can refer you to people that they work with, or you can go on the list. But at least something could be done in the future, and it is well worth it.
1: And th- thank you for that. Uh, You're and, welcome. And
3: now, yeah, I feel that to be told, because a lot of people running around in circles for 10, sometimes 15, 20 years, going to a psychiatrist. The psychiatrist is maybe, if he is lucky, maybe to merge one or two alters together. No, yeah, That is what the Illuminati wants, because then he is doing their job. Hmm. and and they don't get they think that they're going to get healed, well they, they don't they're running in circles nothing is going to be done and when he dies, when at one point the person dies, then it is too late
1: and, and, I and will, that is
3: what the enemy wants
1: I, I will say this for those of you that are listening um, we are actually building solutions as fast as we can Um We do have a waiting list for those that are applying to our organization for help because you cannot afford help. And um, that list is getting longer and longer to the extent that we are now looking at the only solution is to build a training school, um, to train people to fight this battle with the right tools. And uh, that's a component of our vision that we are working towards establishing um, because the need is—I mean, for those of you that are not in this camp, or that you're not walking in someone like Robert's shoes, you have no idea the depth of need and and the quantity of individuals that need help because they've been through programming. It's it's way more than I would have ever anticipated. And so, anyway, uh, but you know, thank you for that. I want to. Move into another direction now because there's there really so many components and facets of your story. It's, it's just incredible. It boggles the imagination. One of those is the Secret Space Program. And I've had other guests, uh, Carolyn Hamlet being one of them, to talk about components of involvement in the, the Secret Space Program uh, that pertained to her. Well, you've been involved in the Secret Space Program. And... I want to just turn it over to you and let you talk a little bit about what you know, and begin in on some of the things that you have seen and witnessed as one who has been initiated into this this activity.
3: All right. Thanks. Uh, thanks for for this question. Concerning the space program, and various components. For uh, people seem to think. A sci fi like Star Trek, oh, it's only in the imagination of some writers. And it's only something that's going to happen within, let's say, the next 400 years. Uh, Run people, because it, this technology, what you see in, in Star Trek, it has been already developed uh, in the 20th century. A lot of it came out of the Tesla technology that Tesla, Nikolai Tesla had uh, developed. Uh, unfortunately, they made sure he died off, and uh, they took everything that he created. Uh, they took it away and used it and, u- and utilized it and created their own their own uh, technologies with. Because a lot of his technologies of Tesla were created to help humanity. Unfortunately, as usual with the Illuminati, anything good they turn it in something bad and negative. Uh, I can give you one example on this, although this has nothing to do with the, with the secret space program, but was a scientist uh, in the 70s. I'm not sure what his name was. He was uh, called in to work for the CIA for the so-called the good of humanity and to defend the United States from its enemies. So he started to develop certain technologies uh, But also, he started developing technology, what they had tested out in the field. If that would have been applied in our world today, it would have uh, created a world without hunger because he had created a certain type of ray. If you use that, what he did, he placed a seed of a tomato plant into the desert. He put the ray above above the ground and he saw within two hours a whole boost of tomato plants coming out of the ground. Now, if you can apply this on a a much bigger scale, not only on a tomato plant, but on any other type of plant that can give food, you can see the possibilities, how you can erase hunger out of this world. Of course, this is not what the powers that be, the Illuminati and their overlords, the draconian high council, And, of course, Satan and his uh, councils want, because they want to subjugate this world for better. They want to kill off 90% if they they have their way of the human population and what is left will be their slaves and the ones that are going to be killed, of course. Especially if they are not Christians, then they will end up in the the kingdom of Satan, so he thinks. Uh, Because all the the ones who are born Christians and who sees Jesus as their Savior, they are the ones that go to to heaven. But to come back on this story, what he later found out with one of his inventions like this is that the CIA, instead of something that could be used for the good of humanity, they turned it around and they created a weapon that they could turn on you and that beam, when it is hit you, it could uh, blow up your organs, as he was told. Wow! So he was quite, and this was in the seventies, and he was quite shocked. And, and of course, they had, they took him down because they were afraid he wanted uh, to talk, to talk about it. So they uh, they they picked him up and they put him in in a mental ward somewhere in the U.S. I'm not sure if he is still alive, because they're scientists. In the 70s, he was already, um, if I'm correct, in his late 40s, so he probably died by now. But in order to make him uh, not to come out and speak, yeah, they had put him away uh, for life in a mental ward, and end of that story. But if his applications, or what he had created, uh, was used for the good of mankind, uh, we would have lived already in a world that could have been halfway to paradise. And the same with Tesla, Nikolai Tesla, if his inventions would have been used for the good of mankind, uh, we would have also been halfway to paradise in, in how the state of our world is, the environment and everything else. But, to come back on the space program, a lot of also Tesla's technologies that has been developed, has been applied, to the space program and we can now technologies uh, that can bring us to the other side of the galaxies within minutes or of hours of, of time by also using uh, natural wormholes that are in the universe that has been created from when the omniverse or the multiverse was created by our Heavenly Father in the first place. And also, because of some of our visitors uh, gave also the Illuminati and their forces certain knowledge base, knowledge base uh, on certain technologies as artificial stargates. Apparently, when we go back in history,
2: mm-hmm.
3: some of the cuneiforms of the Sumerian and the tablets of Sumerian tablets uh, apparently also shows connected with Stargate as well. This is is another reason why we had on top 9-11 because 9-11 was a prelude to give the government any reason to invade any country that they want by by posing them as the enemy of the United States. And, And that is why we end up in Iraq and we stole all the museums empty of all the of most of the tablets, especially tablets that show alien technologies or even on matters of as ascension and how people can ascend. I don't believe in the New Age ascension myself, but uh, yeah, a lot of people out there, including some of the people within uh, the Illuminati, seem to believe, believe there is merit in it. I only believe that we can ascend through Jesus Christ and through His power. That is my belief, personally. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: but, of course, if people want to believe otherwise, that is of, of course to them. But I feel the, uh, the other way is, to me, is a lie of Satan, who is the father of all lies out there, uh, so far I know. And concerning uh, the space, pro- secret space program, we got various bases all over our solar system. As I already mentioned in the Montauk uh, interview, I have been on the one on Mars, that, the one that was connected with Mars or with the Montauk project. But there are a number of bases on and within the Mars planet, uh, also on some of the moons and also moons of other uh, planets in our solar systems, and even we got military bases and presence even in other star systems now. Our government is secret, especially the parts, the clandestine part that work with, the, with so-called aliens, uh, some of the alien factions, are now also stationed in, in star systems like Orion. Uh, for instance, and that is where they also work together with the dr- draconian reptiles, especially the big ones.
2: Huh.
3: And some of the big ones I can tell you, they can be up from eight around, they are around eighteen to twenty feet tall. and they got wings too hard and they are very hard to kill and they certainly weigh in weight a, a couple of tons at least. And they can be as strong as about 8 to 12 men. In, uh, that is the draconian reptiles th- that are about 20 feet in, in size.
1: And these are things that you have encountered with your... Yes. I mean, you've encountered them.
2: Yes.
3: You're, you're
1: not saying you read this in a storybook here. You, you, no. See...
3: I have seen them myself We're in the Montauk base. I saw Nephilim hybrids uh, that they created out of time traveling back uh, to the time of the biblical flood. And the scientists collected DNA samples of just died died out uh, creatures that lived during the flood. Uh, Some are reptilian, some are uh, of other forms. Uh, And also the giants themselves, the Nephilim's. Also, they uh, time traveled uh, even further back before the flood, and in some cases, they got live DNA, and that is how they created the hybrids that we have on Mars, within the planet of Mars, and other places. The reason that they are at the moment still there and they did it over there on Mars is they thought if if it breaks out, at least now for the moment, they will not reach the general population, so that planet Earth doesn't wake up to what's going on. And that was part of the reason why the genetic program, in order to create a Nephilim, and the ones I saw were up till 18, 20, 22 feet, had long, orangey, yellow hair, two rows of teeth, the ones that I saw and witnessed. Uh, and those came from DNA samples that was collected through the time travel Montauk project by sending scientists back, back and forth. Mainly they send, send it out ch- children because children are more able to cope uh, with the time traveling than adults as they found out. And that is why in, in the time travel part you hear especially a lot of uh, stories of survivors when they were like children,
2: right? And because for
3: some reason, children were more able to to handle the strain without going crazy and all that than adults. I I don't have an explanation why it, why it is like this. I only know from my own experience what I have seen that it is like this, connected with the time travel part, and but it's connected with Mars and the. And the Montauk Genetics Lab, yeah, some of the hybrids, uh, navelin that I have seen there, uh, especially the human hybrid, the human navelin, they can be between 14, 18 to 22 feet uh, tall. And some got uh, purple-colored eyes and, what is that, orangey-yellow type of long hair. And some even red hair, by the way. But if I'm correct in the Bible, it also speaks of the navelin and the navelin are also described, I think, also with reddish type of hair in some cases. If I'm
2: correct.
1: Well, they certainly are in tales of like the Americas. I know I've come across that. Yes. And
2: yes, a lot of uh,
3: a lot of the navelin or giants, as they say, called in normal terms, I think and especially the ones being found in North America, South and Central America, they seem to have all red, reddish type of hair. Yes. But the ones I also saw had yellowish, orange color, and in some cases, red as well. So they come again in different sizes, in, in length, but also in colored hair, the length of the hair, uh, the rows of teeth. They What I did saw, they all had about six fingers, including with the thumb, and also the feet, six toes, so that seemed to be standard. So far I can tell with the navelin that I have witnessed, and people, when we talk about this, we talk about the biblical navelin that the Bible talks about, and also other ancient books as well. Uh, concerning to this... Uh, Uh, Also what I said uh, before, why we had 9-11 was partly related with uh, that America needed a prelude to go to war uh, to any country that they wanted, and that is why we ended up under this lie in Iraq, and we uh, ransacked every museum that we could and store all the tablets. Some of the tablets uh, that were no use, by the way, that were returned back uh, to uh, Iraq and to their museums, uh, with the apologies, of course. But the ones that pertaining to Stargates, the ones that were pertaining to ascension methods, they were still under control in American laboratories and in faults, hidden uh, under Washington, D.C. and other military bases and they are kept under lock and key. But that was one side connected with with the Sumerian part. Uh, Again, to come back uh, on the space program, the secret space program is very active. Uh, We operate at the moment in a large part of the universe. We are working together with the Draco Reptilians, among others. And even among them, uh, I know within the exopolitical political scene, that, uh, they seem to play out that the Dracos are the bad guys and the Nordics, the Pleiadians, are the good guys. But what I have witnessed in some cases, that is not always the case. Because I have also witnessed in some cases that I saw so well draconian reptiles together in, in the same room that blonde-eyed, uh, blue-eyed. Blond-haired Nordics, as how they've been described by uh, contactees and people that have seen them. Probably it could be that they are also within the Nordic uh, groups and the Pleiadians, that maybe have various fa- various factions. That could be easily the case. Although I cannot be certain of that, but but I said I have seen them together. In, in the same space, within the same underground military base, where our soldiers, special forces, uh, were present as well. And from that point, what we hear within the exopolitical world, again, part of it is true, and part of it is disinformation. Because things, things are not as black and white as I have witnessed, as Robert myself, firsthand.
1: Now, one of the components of this um and i don't know that we can necessarily relate it to secret space program although it seems to be somehow connected because it involves going into that realm we call outer space which i believe to be a component of the second heavens and uh it just it just doesn't seem that there's a any reason that that would not be true it's like all these spiritual things and strange things they just occur there openly and we ran into this thing that there are uh, sex temples and they're not just you know on earth as part of ancient society and cultures are concerned you know they they had various temples in Greece Rome it's you know old school prostitution houses except that they would always have sex for a purpose it was a, a way to worship the god or goddess in in the temple well um is we ran into this thing that there are sex temples in the heavens and and some of these exist in places like mars and um well robert we found that you had um, a couple of parts that were actually used in these places. And uh, as we had talked about, you know doing before the program, uh, we were going to have those parts of you actually tell what they remember from their perspective. Is that still okay?
3: For me, it's okay, but of course it all depends on Kate and Clarissa, if they have the courage enough to come for it. But that is what you meant eh, about about them, and because they also made or Taylor wrote out the drawing because he was then out, if I'm correct. Yes. On the description of uh, Kate and Clarissa, and if I'm correct as well, correct me if I'm wrong. Apparently, the drawing that I made look much like other drawings that you had from other survivors as well
1: this, if I'm correct. This is 100% correct. You drew me a picture that someone else drew me and all right, so it was, without
3: knowing who that was.
1: Right. You, you yeah, it was it yes. was an, unbelievable. I was like how to, how can out of the mouth of two or three witnesses let all things be established that that's it. And so uh, I'm just going to ask the question. Kate, would you like to come to the surface and tell us what you remember about these sex temples? I invite you to come to the surface.
3: Yeah, so you're standing next to me now. On That people, in case you think next to me uh, in the physical room, I mean next to me on the inside. I know it's for people hard to comprehend this because... But when we talk about inner world, that's completely a different realm. Probably Daniel can talk a whole episode episode on this himself. And on the inside, uh, people, you have to remember that alters look just as different as humans in the outside world. So in this this case, some uh, girl could have, let's say, a pigtail, pigtail, uh, and glasses, for instance, and the other could be tall or 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 fat or or what or in whatever form or or slim in any form or shape, and that is the same uh, with the uh, alters on our side as well. Sure. And Kate, Kate is an eighteen-year-old altar. Clarissa, another one that you probably also mentioned. I want to talk about who underwent the same thing, CS7, CS17. And yes, yeah, they are two of the girl, girl altars, as Daniel already described, who were used in those. I'm not sure if you can call it like this, Interdimensionals, Yeah, sex samples in, in a way, yeah, we do talk about interdimensional.
2: Mm.
3: Because we only really not talk about the physical, in the physical sense, on Mars, as in. The, the third dimension, but also crossing over to other dimensions, or even on timelines. Is uh, that correct, Daniel, that's, uh, that's, in the that's, way that I describe things?
1: That, that's absolutely it. And, and before we uh, let um, Kate talk, because I it,
3: see the nervousness going on with huh? her. Oh, <laughs> yeah
1: it, It's it's going to be okay. I told
3: her, just think about uh, things that make you happy, and just think that you just talk to Daniel and things will be okay. But, yeah, I I, I was surprised, or not, yeah, me, when you had this counseling session with um, Taylor when she was out, and this subject came up, and you also said you had others that had drawn the same type of... uh, drawings, and now Kate had seen also other kids as well, like Robert, male and females, and so yeah, Robert, me, uh, or we uh, are not the only one out there, in this case, when Kate was brought to some of the temples, uh, and some of the temples, as Kate saw, she probably can explain it to you yourself, herself, look like some of our temples that we had in ancient Greece for instance uh, or the temples that we had in ancient Egypt mm. Dendera or temples like that
1: Kate why don't you we
3: I will switch over then now to Kate okay Hello.
1: Hi, Kate. How are you?
3: Hi, uh, Daniel. I'm okay. I'm kind of nervous, but Robert has explained and Lauren the purpose of this.
1: Well, you're very brave, and I have told you that from the very beginning. Here's some living water and some bread of life to munch on. (laughs) while we do this
3: all right thank you
1: kate why don't you begin by telling me how you remember getting to the temples
3: okay um that last time that this happened uh, I have to think what year we are now we are now in 2016 if I'm correct yes Yes. last time of my memories of this is only going back to a couple of years 2012, 2010 was one of the last times but in the earlier times we going back way back to the 70s and in most Time when I was uh, brought, I was brought in Robert's physical body, especially when he was a young teenager.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And when Robert was brought uh, through a gate, Robert was brought with his handler. I think it's a handler, I they call the person that goes with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, when that person, a female in most cases at times brought Robert through a gate from a location on on earth and when robert and ended, ended stepped out of out of the portal, uh, he ended up on, in a different place, but in in most cases could have been on a completely different place than than the on the and on planet Earth in a few cases uh, it was on on the moon that we have
2: mm-hmm.
3: we got a domed area for some of the domed areas uh, they got on the inside certain structures created but looked like ancient uh, temples uh, as I also have seen on, on pictures uh, like some of the ancient temples from uh, Greece, with all the pillars. Mm-hmm. I think we still got remnants, if I'm correct, as one of one of those temples uh, around in Greece. Uh, is it the Temple of Olymp Olympus? Okay. In uh, uh, or a few, yeah in in Greece. But within the, within the temple structure, uh, they had a certain layout, if I had given to Taylor, who, who all wrote it down and sent and you, but right. was like a a, structure, a circle within structures on, on the inside, and male and females were laid side by side, as like a, a clock. In hours. And in in the center. The size of the circle. Could be. Between what I have witnessed. Between 20, 35 35 feet. Up till maybe 100 or more feet. From one end to another. Then a priestess. Because they always use females for this, uh, went into a certain state, state during a ritual, and suddenly a ball of light appeared. And out of this ball of light that started to grow and grow, uh, it was like a, si- a silent explosion appears, and, and a portal opened up. Mm myself in Robert's body, because I was pulled out as Kate Mm -hmm. during this point, Robert and other children were laid on granite slabs. I think Taylor has mentioned this to you, Mm -hmm. in the drawings. And so some slabs were were meant for males uh, and others for females who were laying side by side. When the portal opened, then another male priest came in and he spoke then what looked like Latin, by the sound of it. And that went on for probably 10, 15 minutes. And after that, when this portal was opened, a light came out of the out of the portal at first, and that went through the whole temple temple complex. What is this circle? As I said, uh, what was what that open space? Because we could see also the sky, not the sky, but the the starry the starry sky in space, because it was all in in a glass dome on this occasion, on, on the moon.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And when, when this uh, light came out of the portal, and that went around, le- later on other beings came out. They came out in I- initially as a ball of light, and w- what I said, we were with twelve children, including myself, and the different balls of light grew, grew in other type of creatures. Initially, they grew into human form, except human forms don't normally, humans of I know don't have like tails. Mm. And uh, like uh, the skin is not like rats, as I remember, like a crab. Uh, uh, and things like that. Also, the eyes were fiery red. So far, I saw them up close. And then they started, uh, when they came out, uh, most of them were looked like male, although we were told later, apparently, whatever they were, they were both, both sexes. And then they started to rape, uh, to have rap the sexual mm. act, uh, which, in this case, the, uh, the children of myself, who were bound on this uh, slab of granite.
2: Mm.
3: Sorry, it's still hard to talk about this at times.
2: It's okay. You are so brave. Because
3: it brings a lot of emotion up. But yeah, Robert says, it needs to be talked about because people need to learn about it so that others, other survivors who had similar things know that they are not crazy as we are always been told we are and as you said we are not the only one so sometimes i have a yeah you can probably hear it sometimes in my voice mm-hmm. yeah that i'm struggling with it and my apologies no for this.
1: don't apologize folks what's happening here is that there is a part of Robert, her name is Kate, and this really happened, and there is real emotion, because it really happened. This is why God wants to heal Kate, because she hurts for what she has been through and if there's no one that knows how to help survivors like Robert people like Kate who are part of Robert that have been through very difficult things don't get healed they don't get to talk the reason why we're doing this is because the body of Christ needs to wake up out of our state of ignorance and realize we have work to do Um, there is a job Jesus wants done and Kate is doing an awesome job of explaining the things she has seen and survived on behalf of Robert. So, Kate, go ahead and continue.
3: Okay, thank you. And yeah, you have doing a well, a great job in the way how you explain things, and I totally agree that people need to wake up to this. Not only ordinary people that listening uh, who think oh nice and and interesting no it's also but also even more so for survivors who struggling with thinking I'm going crazy This, this cannot be real I am my mind is going crazy and something is wrong with me because Robert is only one out of as Robert says probably by one out of millions who underwent this. And also, the higher someone come from, as Robert says, a bloodline, the more demonic they they undergo, as, as he did. And for survivors, if you got parts, as myself, as Kate, or when Clarissa can speak, you got parts with similar stories. And I will say to the core or the, the presenter as they call it, I think as Robert said, who is out, don't dismiss those parts that it is a fantasy or that it is just the imagination. Because what Robert has survived uh, and that I created parts like myself and others to undergo this gruesome type of ritual uh, and the rape and all the other things, especially being raped it's already enough being raped by a human, let alone if you are being raped by what you may consider as a demon. Uh, because I saw during the rape that person uh, transforming, uh, as from what looked initially like a human, in some cases as it transformed into a reptilian. What is now known as a reptilian, mm. or in other cases, it transformed into a crap, crap-like creature. But it's scary,
2: mm.
3: uh, especially the ones that already looked like red in color, and in during this uh, during this sexual thing, what was disgusting. Um, to be honest, yeah, they tra- transformed into. Uh, a big uh, crab-like creature I was, I'm not sure how big, but probably between six and eight feet tall. The same as as the reptilian type of creatures. But I want to say to other survivors who are listening, especially to the ones that are out on the outside, and you hear on the inside some of the altars about, about things like this, no matter what the outside world or society tells you, what, the, what your parts on the inside tells is nine out of ten times the truth, n- unfortunate. It's the outside world that wants you to believe that you go crazy and that it is all in, in your mind, in your imagination, because they want to lock people out. Like ourselves, up if they could get away with, in order to keep everything under cover, under the wraps, as Robert would say, and I would urge every survivor who has similar experiences uh, to contact people like Daniel Duval and and seek out help, as Robert already says in his plea to 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 the listeners out there, because what I'm talking about I still find it a hard time to talk about it but I do feel it's, it's time that the world does need to know what is going on uh, and this happened not only with me but there are countless of others out there some experiences are physically on earth others are as Heidi has told me on different timelines uh, or even parallel earths, for that matter uh it's happening all, all all over out there, and the survivors out there they should know when you've got parts who are telling you this don't just dis- dismiss them
2: mm.
3: no matter what society says, it is your imagination it's your it's a fantasy don't think don't believe that because your inner parts a lot of them have suffered and they and they are not lying about this so i urge to survivors listen to your parts and please by the grace of god take them serious kate because
1: Mm. yes you 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 are so correct um and folks heidi is another one of robert's parts on the inside just so that there's no confusion. Um, Kate, I wanted to have you fast forward a little bit. After they were finished with that part, that horrific part of the ritual, there was more that happened. What was the main overarching purpose?
3: In some cases, Mm -hmm. Uh, especially with the girls, when they were impregnated, was in order to create hybrid children. So far, we understand now. Uh, But there were also child sacrifices as well. And it was in order to to feed the energies for the demonic realms. Uh, Because all of this, what happened, as I said, they may look like human initially, But when they shapeshifted in their true form, uh, and also their eyes were not human. A lot of the eyes as uh, Robert has witnessed and also heard from others, they were like reddish, like uh, demon eyes. Though I'm not sure if all demons got like red eyes. But the thing is, uh, with places like this, it is a lot of A lot of the events and rituals taking place is also to feeding not only demonic entities and the demonic realm but also to uh, to feed future events or powering up also persons Mm. that is not a big part so in this case we were brought at one point that was in a different location not in in, not in temple like this. We also were brought up in the 70s or 80s to a country called uh, Korea. And that had also to do with uh, apparently powering up a certain entity or some, or some sort. And again, we were raped. And the fear and everything that comes through when you are raped that seems to power up. Uh, in this case a certain entity or a certain person it could be even a demon that will take over a human body that need to be uh, powered up and they're using this scenario to rape children or even adults uh, they're using that up to power up that, that that entity, the demon or the human in question or whatever need to be powered up and uh, that is part of the purpose of all of this. Besides, also, that they're creating the hybrid children as well. Because that's another big part, uh, as we have witnessed. And in this case, with the moon, we were brought through a, a portal, or what they call, it, I think now, in modern uh, TV circles, like a Stargate. And a lot of the participants uh, 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 that were there, that were on the site, they were a lot of time also dressed in clothing that we have in certain time areas of our history. Like what we saw as in ancient Egypt and in other time frames as well.
1: My goodness. Wow.
3: And the ritual started, as he says, what looked and sounded like Latin by the priestess.
1: Now, folks, um, one of the things that I have learned is that because the kingdom of darkness runs such a deficit on everything, they actually need and require human energy to do what they do which they must find a way to harvest. It's actually a principle that undergirds what Kate is telling us. Um, and I, I, I mean, this, this same principle goes back to the same reason why uh, they just want to pump as much fear into society as possible through s- news media, entertainment, different things. It all... Fear, torment, pain, um, discouragement, depression, it can be harvested and used to power up things in the spirit realm. They're harvesting from the spirit to the spirit, and it is people that are targeted because we have, well, the image of God in us. We are a power source. And Christians who are tied to the Holy Spirit are especially a power source. And I, 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 it, it's, it is one of those things that is just so important to understand and you see it at its greatest extremities in situations like what Kate is explaining. And you know, Kate, you've, you've done a really great job and I just want to say thank you for what you've been so brave and courageous to share. I, I, I really, really appreciate that you're willing to do this.
3: Thanks. On what you have said, Robert uh, tells me to let you know, also to make, to make people aware. That's, yeah, part of what you said, uh, and to power up entities. Uh, what they're also using as Robert let me know, is the new age. And that is why people have to turn away from things like the new age.
2: Mm.
3: Uh, in order to idolize all the different strengths of new age and things like that. Because it that is hugely used by uh, the demonic world. Another thing, Robert also let me know, uh, he is okay if you still got the drawing that uh, we have sent you.
2: Okay.
3: If people want to know what we talked about when I uh, explained about the grounds, uh, with the structures and everything. Okay. Uh, Robert says it's okay that you can put it put it up on your on your we- on the website of Bride Ministry as uh, as part of the testimony of me as Kate, okay. what I was talking about, so that people have official about what we just discussed in in this topic.
1: Now, Kate, did Clarissa want to come out and share as well today?
3: Uh, how much do we have still in time?
1: We have about 15 minutes.
3: Uh, she's, at the moment, she's quite nervous. She asked. Can we do it in the ne- in the next section? Uh, absolutely. Uh, that comes out next week.
1: Absolutely. Maybe
3: I, maybe I can tell even more then as well.
1: We'll do that. So, Kate, thank you so much. And you can go back down. And let Robert come back to the surface so that he can finish.
3: Thank you yourself. I'm glad. Initially, I was scared to come out and, and to speak out in the open because even though Robert said, just pretend you're only talking with Daniel, I knew very well that people outside kind of listen to this. And But I did also felt if this will not only help Robert, but uh, this will help the other survivors out there like us. And we have seen a lot of them. Some have survived and probably others have died unfortunately we are one of the lucky ones I think that Robert has survived uh, then it is worth it to come out even that I'm still nervous a little bit a little bit over my nervous mm. now but yes I will still come out next week as well and tell maybe additional things and then also Clarissa will come out as well okay and and Heidi uh she also will come out with her testimony or part of her testimony. but Heidi told me, yeah, people uh, when I mentioned Heidi, she's an an altar that was used in the montauk project, and uh, she was used uh, in as she called as she in time travel she was used as she also told me in being sent to different timelines I'm not sure myself as Kate how that works exactly but I, I guess next time uh, as listeners you're going to find out what, is, what all of this will mean and uh, I think Robert already asked Daniel if in the future there could be a follow up on the Montauk project with, with the other lady that was on it as well so then even Heidi can come out even in much longer terms than next week. And yes, we are pleased that we can come out in order to enlighten your audience, uh, Christians and non-Christians alike, so that we can help people understand what is going on. And that also people as well as get the help that they need. Uh, I am very pleased and happy that Robert finally found Bride Ministry, or Bride Ministry probably found Robert one way or another, <laughs> but uh, at least he gets help, and I hope that other survivors out there who got altars, like my, as they call us, like myself, on the inside, who have suffered. and I am glad that we have met the real Jesus Christ, uh, because we had also as you remember, quite a number of fake Jesuses running around on the inside as well, uh, who were not as nice as the real one. Yes. And, uh, but I hope that our story will help, not only for the public to understand more about what's really going on, but even more that other survivors find the courage to come for it or at least try to find help. And as Robert would say, help, that really will help them and not make them run in circles. Right. Uh, as Robert already mentioned before.
1: Well, Kate, thank you so much. And um, Robert, I'm going to invite you to come back to the surface at this time.
3: hello again
1: well hello again Robert
3: how did it go uh, I see she's, a, she's less nervous as she was before and she seemed now pleased that she came out
1: <laughs> okay. Kate did an outstanding job and now I'm going to take a minute and explain to you folks what just happened here when a person has dissociative identity disorder, uh, it's it, it's really, I, I have a hard time using the word disorder because it's an effort to survive. It's so much more than just a problem. It's a coping mechanism that is built in by God in order to allow people to survive very, very difficult things that's been hacked and hijacked by the powers of darkness. You know... What happens, it's kind of like an airplane. And in an airplane, for the normal person that hasn't been through much trauma difficulty, whatever have you, it's like they're flying an F-15 fighter pilot. There's only one chair and they're able to maneuver very easily and just move in and out and it fly. But for the survivor, it's more like a 757. There's a lot of seats and there is a cockpit where there is a pilot that's like robert who i'm talking to now he's he's the pilot he's flying the airplane but then there's a door behind the pilot there's also a co-pilot chair and the door behind the pilot leads to the stewardesses who are immediately behind the cockpit and they can move in and about into the cockpit throughout the airplane uh, they have a lot of mobility then there will be first class, which will be, um, excuse my wording here, but the most important people, not that in real life, uh, first class are more important than other people on the airplane, but in this example, the the, the first class are the more powerful, the more influential parts of a person, and then behind them is the rest of the population that's on the airplane this is kind of what it's like descending into a person's subconscious where their parts live and so what happened was that kate when i had begun this process of asking hey can we talk with her about some of her memories kate who i would say would be a a first class type part of robert she's actually a a, a, uh has a lot of memories her own personality her own method of speaking she she has all the characteristics of an independent person she she gets out of her seat and walks forward and sits in the co-pilot chair when robert said she's standing next to me essentially inside of himself she has moved forward from where she was somewhere inside that's in the subconscious and into the co-pilot chair and she was sitting there waiting for him to turn over the flight controls to her so when Robert said hey okay I'm going to let Kate come out now what happens is he flips the switch it moves the controls of the airplane over to Kate who's now sitting in the co-pilot chair and she begins to fly the airplane and I'm talking to Kate when Kate is finished talking, she flips the switch and the controls of the airplane go back to Robert who is flying. He's in the pilot chair. Kate is able to get up and she can walk back to her seat where she is on the inside. That is how switching can be illustrated with a model that a lot of us that just do not live this with this going on Can understand and how some of us that do live with this going on can put some tracks or some understanding to what happens in our lives and so um, Robert she she did a great job and as we're um, kind of down to the end of this program you you know Kate has already kind of left us at a cliffhanger we're gonna be coming back and really it won't be a second part it'll be a part four of your story, and we'll be we'll will we'll be doing that. We'll probably be recording next week. What did you want to say in closing for this program? Um,
3: now, in, in case people wonder how it, how it works with the switching, although I think every every survivor has his own way of doing things. In our case, I only want to say is we have created a system in which whoever is the host at the moment says. Is uh, is counting, let's say from one till three, and we already agreed on the inside the way how we do it. So when we want someone out who is standing next to us, and we say we tell, we we tell, uh, yeah, we we count till three, and then you you take over, and also when we switching back. So what and we then closing our eyes, counting to three, and by three. In this case, Lauren, when she is the host, uh, steps backwards and then I takes over. Or when I'm out, in this case with Kate, when I count three, then she steps in and I steps backwards. And people, that is in case, if you wonder how it works, it works with us. But, of course, each survivor could have his own system uh, created on their inside in how they switch and when. We also have agreed through a God Angel uh, who decides in most cases when it is safe for certain altars to come out. That is another thing that we have agreed on on our insight and of course I cannot speak for all survivors because every survivor has to create his or her own systems. I can say and I will say if uh, there is And I will now direct to counselors who are listening. If you work with survivors, especially Christian counselors, and you want to make sure that it is safe for for the altars of your clients to switch, it would be wise, as Taylor said, to ask one of God's angels to come in on the inside and function, or two angels, one that function as a bouncer, uh, in order to make sure that darker alters cannot take over but also one that uh, is assigned to make sure that an alter cannot a child alter can come out when it is safe and that is how we have arranged it on the inside but it would be advisable if other counselors would work in a similar setting for their clients or or slightly different whatever works for them and that is how it works with people like myself and others out there. In case people were wondering how it works when someone's rich. In the past, before I had all of this, I was at times all over the place because at times, for me to have uh, to have memory loss, I thought it is something normal because I thought everyone got this. Till I found out, it is not normal. There's not everyone have time lost suddenly and it could be getting awake or get in the body in a completely different uh, place so yeah this is what I want to say to listeners and to maybe counselors who are listening to your show Daniel uh, in a way how things work at least on our inside Mm. and how it also may could work to others and to survivors again I want to if you have heard this and you think, yes, I need help because I'm running around in the psychiatric uh, circuit with psychiatrist, therapists and you have been heavily programmed and you got severe memories of demonic programming like satanic ritual abuse I would advise you then uh, the only way that you can get help is through organizations like ministries us, Bright Ministries of Daniel Duval, and there are maybe a few others out there as well, but get help as soon as possible, because every day that you are unsaved or unhealed un- is to me one too many, wow. and there is a way out. I can tell you, uh, I was lucky that I have been only for a short time out of my programming, and. I, and God has sent me help straight away, but I know a lot of out there, a lot of survivors out there have been running around for 5, 10, 15, maybe sometimes even 20 years with no help at all, or been sent from one end to the wall to the next, and that is not needed. So as survivors, I would urge you to write ministries like Bride Ministries and others that work with survivors, a letter. I ask for help and if they got places then they can put you on put you on the list and hopefully in the future you can get help because it is worth it in the end or let's put it this way you as a person are worth worded, it worded, worded, and God wants you to get help.
1: Well folks that that's the word. Yeah. Folks Robert has a blog and you can check it out at beyond hyphen the hyphen illusionary hyphen veil. blogspot. co dot UK Robert again I just want to say thank you for being on my program for being and and for being so vulnerable so as to allow your parts to come out and and talk this is in my opinion rather unprecedented actually that is there is uh, a switch that happens during an interview on on purpose and um i I just want to commend you for your bravery for sticking it out your journey has been so long and hard and uh you know i um i just respect you and commend you for continuing and for not quitting and folks with that said we are out of time But we'll be back and Robert will be back you've been listening to Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall God bless and Godspeed
0: Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall is the premier radio program designed to center you on the kingdom of God to equip you with faith in Jesus Christ, and to unveil the truth behind the lies. This program has been a production of Bride Ministries. You can find us at www.bridemovement.com At our website, you can contact us, access resources, and support us with donations. We need partners in order to continue to produce our vision, which is to promote unity in the body of Christ worldwide and assist in the creation and development of sheep nations. Partner with us and be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Until next time, God bless and God speed.